Hello, this is Pastor Kong Hee. I want to thank you for joining us on our podcast. I pray that you'll be blessed in Christ, encouraged by the Word, and experience an encounter with God. Remember, knowing God and being known by Him is the greatest pursuit of life. Enjoy the message. The love and unity of the early church was very strong. The main reason is because the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' doctrine. That is why sound doctrine is so powerful. Doctrines unite us in one heart, one mind, one soul, and one voice. Seven times the book of Acts expresses that the early church was in one accord, 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 seven times. To be in one accord means being one in heart and mind. To have an inner unity that results in members adopting similar attitudes and engaging in similar actions. Romans 15, 6 says that you may with one mind and one mouth glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. When the community of the earliest believers acted single-mindedly, unanimously, in harmony, in unity, without gossip or strife, they became very effective in the way they did church. They became extremely powerful in their prayers. The Holy Spirit moved through them in mighty signs and wonders and miracles. They became so effective in the evangelism that daily souls were getting saved. Now, I want to be very clear about this. Unity in the Spirit doesn't mean mindless uniformity or conformity that we lose our individual identity and brainlessly follow and can only do as we are told. According to the enhanced Strong's lexicon, the image of one accord is musical. Different notes from different instruments are sounded, but they all harmonize in pitch and tone. An orchestra can't make beautiful symphonic music if all the instruments are only of one kind. We may be as diverse as the instruments of a great concert house, but under the direction of a conductor, God blends everyone together to make the most beautiful music. So in our individuality, differences and diversity, when a church can unite under a common doctrine, a common belief, we will live powerfully for Christ and the gospel. So what happens? when there is disagreement over theological matters in the church. The right approach is not to ignore them, but to discuss them as rigorously as possible in a right and proper setting. Clarity is the foundation of purpose. If you have questions that are troubling you, you must ask and get clarity. This was the pattern laid down by the Jerusalem church in Acts 15. And it has been the way the body of Christ resolved doctrinal issues and cleared doubts throughout church history. In fact, the Greek word for dialogue, dialegomai, means reasoning with people using scripture, using the Bible. Every attempt must be made to resolve doctrinal differences in order to preserve unity without compromising the truth of the gospel. The Bible underscores that unity in the house of God is good and pleasant. Church leaders, therefore, need to agree on important issues. 
disunity among leaders will translate into disharmony among the flock. This is neither God's plan nor His best for us. The way of unity in the Spirit is to be united under the doctrines He has illuminated to the church. Practically speaking, the members must be convinced and moved by the church's doctrines. However, if persistent disagreement exists, after sufficient study, prayer, and discussion, they may choose to explore other churches that allow them to practice their own doctrinal beliefs. I know this is a very difficult thing to say or to do, but unity is absolutely essential because the congregation is the body of Christ. If disunity occurs, a church ceases to be a spiritual body, but instead it becomes a disjointed group of individuals. Eventually, strife and unhappiness will fester from within. In conclusion, does being in unity of one heart, one mind, one soul, one voice, and being in harmony mean that we need to agree on all our beliefs? The answer is yes and no. When it comes to the core essentials and spiritual convictions, the first and second order doctrines, the answer is a clear yes. This is, after all, what glues City Harvest Church together devotionally, ethically, and in ministry. However, when it comes to subjective opinions and unsettled mysteries, the third order doctrines, the answer is no. We shouldn't be quarreling over disputable matters. I know that many of you love the church and treasure the relationships you have built over the years. But you must also be convinced in the scriptural basis and reasonableness of the church's doctrine and are moved by it. You are personally convinced and moved by it. That is important. Only then can you grow in your faith in the church. Otherwise, you will never really be happy in the Lord among the people you fellowship with. So if you have Bible questions that you can't resolve after doing all your own study and research, then you must ask your leaders to help you get clarity. Together, let us explore the answers from a biblical perspective as rigorously as we can with as much patience and kindness, gentleness and respect as we can. If we can both exalt truth and love as a people, we will truly become the strong local church that God has raised us up to be.